This is Straight Talk. We're here in St. Charles, Minnesota, at St. Charles Borromeo Church, and uh, we are so happy to be here. Father Tim Buren is here, and we are waiting for your questions. Your questions are so important. Uh, if you have un un things that aren't uh, quite uh, sitting well with you, or maybe you have uh, something that you're struggling with, give us a call at 877-795-0122, and uh, you can talk with Father and ask him your question. We can also do that on Facebook. So go to the Real Presence uh, Radio uh, Facebook page, and you can type your note in right there. We are certainly excited to bring this uh, segment. This is a, a wonderful segment because any questions that you may have to call in, uh, you're, you're sitting on the fence uh, trying to discern whether or not you want to make that call. Well, here's the reality. Uh, the Holy Spirit is probably prompting you. And why is that? Not only do you have the question, but others in our listening area have a similar question. So we'd love for you to call in 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. We're sitting here in beautiful St. Charles Borromeo Catholic Church in the Whitewater River Valley here and uh, Whitewater River Valley State Park. It's a beautiful park in southeast Minnesota. Uh, no mosquitoes down here, by the way, people. So if you're ever looking for a mosquito-free uh, visit, come on down here. And that is the truth uh, with the uh, the fishing and, and all of the beauty that we have in our local area with the uh, constant moving water uh, the mosquitoes really have no uh, ability to do their thing. So uh, come and join us. But uh, again, if you have any questions on anything, uh, please uh, please uh, shout out and give us a call and we'd be uh, happy to have you here with us today. So again, with Mark and Alicia Haugi, just so blessed to have them talk about uh, natural family planning. And again, um, I didn't realize what I was getting myself into, Michael, when I came to this parish and how blessed indeed it is. In fact, when uh, we were talking about this segment, Michael, we were talking about different couples, and there was actually several couples that we could have chosen from, and, and I just love how the Lord works. And, and you've seen this in your own uh, ministry here with uh, um, RPR, that the Lord is constantly at work. Yes, and as a result, uh, the Lord always at work. We uh, we see how that's a beautiful gift, and how Oops. how the Lord is um, truly uh, blessing this ministry. And so, again, if you have any questions, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. The number eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So uh, yes, I I am so blessed with Real Presence Radio, and I'm I've met so many great people in this ministry, but. Again, it ties back to with natural family planning in my marriage and how that worked with me. Um, it was a blessing, and uh, we wanted to have more children, but I, I was diagnosed with cancer, and so my wife was also with a polycystic uh, ovarian, and she had problems too. But through that natural family planning and doing all this, we were able to work through that, and uh, you know, it was a great blessing that we have three beautiful children from that, but you know, uh, it really actually helped us become closer through that and uh, kind of work through not being able to have any more children too after that, so. When I was in undergraduate seminary at Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary in Winona, we actually had a, a couple that came in to instruct us yearly on NFP, and I found that as a potential uh, priest at the time, again, discerning the possibility of priesthood, uh, that this was an important part of our ministry, and so I found it very, very helpful to have this couple come in. Uh, she was a university professor at St. Mary's University of Winona. He was was a uh, MD in um, 
in Rochester. So I found that to be very helpful. And when I went on to major seminary, again, that was part of our curriculum because this, again, is very important. And when couples do discover NFP, they, they really realize, Michael, as you have shared and as we have heard from both Mark and Alicia, that it is not as difficult. And it, uh, you know, get that fear away because uh, um, the blessings are even more abundant than the challenges that you may think are there, right? Yeah, they are. I mean, there's always going to be challenges. I mean, that's part of our life. So we have to just, you know, trust in God. We have to place it there and we have to, you know, be open to his spirit moving in, in what we're doing. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's just a, a beautiful blessing to be a part of what's going on in the church right now. I think, again, with your homily again this morning, Father, I think it was a beautiful homily. Uh, you, you were talking about, again, how we need to live our faith, but it's really, I mean, you know, the, the priest is a part of that for sure. I mean, you have to be the sacramental side of the church and you're here for a great reason and, and not only just for the Eucharist, but, you know, for all the other sacraments that are there. But it really is for us as baptized people of the faith that we are also supposed to be priest, prophet, and king in our baptism. So it is really, you know, up to us to bring these people back to the church and with mark and alicia also you know doing these kind of ministries is important absolutely and again if you have any questions about these uh topics that michael and i have been talking about 877-795-0122 we are very uh, blessed right now michael if you'll uh, do me a favor we look out of this uh, room that we're in right now it's mm -hmm. all glassed into the hallway and then across the hallway there is glass because it's an overflow area for uh, children that may be upset during Mass. Mm -hmm. And what do we see right through there? We see the Lord on the altar. So it is right now uh, in our parish, we have Eucharistic Adoration, um, and uh, we have this ongoing. And so it's just beautiful for us just to really simply uh, be in the presence of the Lord, but also be present with all of you who are listening on the air. So we're grateful for your for your listening. Um, one of the things that I, you know, was challenged by this past uh, couple weeks, actually in two weeks, we've had seven funerals. And uh, I have discovered the importance again for faith. Obviously, that's that's the norm for me as, as a Catholic priest. But again, the, the gentle reminders when I've been meeting with families in this very difficult time, whether it's an untimely passing or whether uh, this person was, um, they knew they were going to be passing away, um, it is still um, interesting to see those that are tapped into their faith, those that have been living it out, no matter how tragic or how difficult a death may be, they're actually able to move through that moment uh, because of their faith. So that's why we need to continue to keep Jesus close. And our relationship with the Lord must be always closer. And that in the sacramental life of the church, Michael, we see that time and time again. And you, you see that in your own experience as a dad and a husband, the importance of faith. Oh, absolutely. Yes, it's, 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 it's foundational. And again, we talked about that, you know, earlier, this being Natural Family Planning Awareness Week, you know, the foundation, the domestic church, the family, this is what the church really revolves around. This is what uh, is is most important in in our in our parish life. Now we know we have single people and we have priests and we have vocations and other you know religious and that, but really all of that is in God's uh, great commitment to back to Adam and Eve, which is the family unit and 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 building that. And we are the ones that are the the parents in in our baptismal call when we bring a baptized are going to bring our child to be baptized. We have godparents, but also, 
I think you told me this last week, you know, it's important to have the baptism inside the liturgy so that everybody is a part of that because we're all there to raise that child. But most importantly, it's the father and the mother that are going to be the primary teachers. But we need the support of the whole community. Absolutely. When we're receiving that child into the Christian family, we want the prayers and the support of the entire gathered community. Um, I kid you not, I go out into the commons area here of this parish, and right now you see lots of cake pans, lots of bowls. Why is that? Because it's a supportive community. Uh, when we are surrounding ourselves in that prayer, when we are witnessing to the faith, not only in the church itself, but you know, into our workplaces, into our homes, into the greater community, it is amazing to see, again, uh, this uh, great happiness and joy that we have, even when challenges come. And why mm -hmm. is that? We are keeping our relationship with Jesus, and it is so important and so beautiful. And also, so thank you, Michael, for just really bringing that uh, to light, because yeah. uh, it is... Uh, something that sometimes don't we take that for granted we do and i and i think it you know not not putting down any other priests or anything you know uh, you know each priest has their own style and stuff but i think it really is important and i really it really is missed when you go and you see that a baptism is being done outside of the liturgy not saying that that's a bad you know it's it, it's it's acceptable and, it, and it's a part you know maybe the you know there's reasons for that but it is so much more i think a great blessing when it is part of the liturgy I, that's all i'm Definitely, getting at. absolutely Reminder, guys, it's 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122 for the call-in number. And again, any question you have, it doesn't have yeah. to be about what we are talking about now or about Alicia and Mark's wonderful presentation. You mm -hmm. may have any question that's been on the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as uh, as we continue to live our faith and journey with the Lord, it's a beautiful gift for all of us, really. On Facebook, also, absolutely. Yeah, if you're connected that way, give us a give us a shout out there. Uh, put a little note in there, and we can get that on the air for you. I know there's people out there, and I know you're listening, and maybe you're just like, oh, the phone lines are busy or whatever. No, we're waiting for your calls, so please. I had a young couple. Oh, go ahead. I had, sorry, I had a young couple that said they were probably going to call in this morning. They are actually one of my newer couples that I'm preparing for the sacrament of marriage, and I really take to heart personally as I pray for each of these couples every single day, um, ever since I meet them and really begin that preparation process. One of the things I actually enjoy is at our first meaning when I'm going over the initial paperwork and, and asking them how have they met, uh, what was it that drew them to each other, how is God working in your relationship, you know, all of the different initial questions. I actually have one of them stand on the outside of the office door and we mm. close the door. Why is this? There is a window in the door and I ask them to have a conversation with each other, to, to express their love for each other. They share then, therefore, Michael, that this is difficult to do. Why? Because there is this barrier. There is this block, mm -hmm. the door, even though they can see each other, there's still this barrier. And that's where the seed of NFP is planted, that mm -hmm. we don't want that barrier. We want to be open to life and how the Lord can help us be open to that when we are ready and when we are ready to be open to that. So it is just a gift uh, just uh, to prepare for couples. So, Yes. Well, I think that's, that's beautiful. You've told me that story before, Father, and I'm just like in awe that, you know, that, that, that is such a beautiful way to put that. Not only in putting the seed there or that, but I mean, really, if, if you don't have Christ in your marriage and as a center, I mean, that can also be a barrier, you know, that you're, you know, and communication is so, so vital that you need to be able to hear each other, most importantly, 
and listen because God gave us two ears and only one mouth, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, one of the things with Mark and Alicia is we were blessed, Michael, to be able to witness to them, talk uh, to each other. They were facing each other yep. um, at our table here in our on location studio, if you will. And uh, and the beautiful way that they are able to express their love for each other and their great communication skills is just an excellent example. It looks like we do have a, yes, a do. listener uh, question here. You want to read it, Father? Absolutely. So uh, the question from one of you is in Genesis, reading through the life of Jacob and how he had his wives, Leah and Rachel, who then each gave Jacob their mates to bear children after Leah had four, seems kind of messed up. How can we understand this better? Well, this is actually such a great question because one of the things that in the new ritual that we have for the sacrament of marriage when we're celebrating the wedding day, we talk about may the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, um, the God of Joseph and Mary, the God of our first parents uh, abundantly bless you. And we know that from the Old Testament as they were living their life and as God's uh, first chosen people, um, they were living out of that uh, generation. They were living out of that ideal. And when Christ, of course, comes onto the scene, he is challenging them that there is even a better way of life. So if we find ourselves getting caught up in some of uh, the earlier teaching, and I don't say that we're rejecting it, but we'll re we are coming into the fullness of the faith as, uh, as the Lord is instructing us. Again, not shaming us for previous things that have happened, such as the uh, caller has, has questioned, but, uh, but again, to be uh, able to come into the fullness. Right, Michael? Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's teaching all the way through the Old Testament, and the church never, I mean, that's why we have the two readings in, in, in the Mass, you know, in the, in the High Mass, because there's always a connect between what God was doing in the Old Testament and what was working and being uh, through God the Father in the Old Testament along with Jesus Christ. Of course, we know that we believe in the three. But that, that always is a tying back to what Christ is challenging us to move forward on that teaching. Is that not correct? That is absolutely correct. And again, uh, you know, the Lord did not come to abolish, um, but to fulfill. So right. again, he has this great responsibility and how blessed we are that for three years of public ministry, he was able to address such questions as, uh, as this individual has expressed to us. Again, um, the number is 877-795-0122. You can uh, Facebook message us as well, if that is something that is more comfortable for you. Again, 877-795-0122 or Facebook message us here. And again, any question yes. is possible. And we were trying to stump Father Tim Buren here. He is with me, Michael Goldsmith. We're uh, in our segment of Straight Talk, trying to answer your questions and anything that you might have struggles with. I, you know, not even just, just this question was really good. You know, does that, it, it seems like it's messed up. And yes, it can, because that's why we have the teaching of the magisterium, right? Absolutely. And I'm so grateful for whoever you were that have uh, shared that uh, question with us. And here's why. I kid you not, this is beautiful. Literally less than two weeks ago, I was talking to a brother priest about this exact same topic and how it is challenging for some people because again, we uh, in our culture today have a tendency to try to utilize scripture to an advantage instead of growing in our holiness and growing in mm -hmm. our relationship with Jesus. And so if we get caught up in certain segments mm -hmm. and not look at the bigger picture, uh, you know, that's a danger for all yes. of us and, and really uh, to be careful in all of that. Uh, 
as an example, that is a reason why we have the cycle of readings, you know, to be open to all of the Word of God and, and not just what a pastor wants to uh, teach on or preach on in that particular day, you know. So um, we in the Catholic Church, we have this responsibility to open ourselves up to all Scripture and, and to allow it to touch our hearts and to see how that Scripture is timeless. Like today's uh, Gospel, it's mm-hmm. timeless. You know, the challenges, Michael, that uh, that the Lord had as he was teaching uh, the parable and instructing them and what the parable means it's amazing 2,000 years later here we are still living this out and are still challenged so how I, is how is that scripture I think you said that in your homily father you know how is that scripture coming into your heart how are you take that's what this that's what the the gospel was talking about today you know about how how is that how are you taking it into yourself and how are you growing in that because that's where the fruit is what's the best out of uh, what God's giving you it's really our blockage that that where that seed is falling in our life so we are the ones that really need to change and bring that you know into fruition well let me explain it this way I'm a farm kid and uh, growing up on the farm you know you have to really be patient with God as God is really patient with us and there is a great joy when you are in the spring of the year and able to smell the earth that has been mm-hmm. overturned to allow the seed to be planted but again you have to be patient with God God knows what we need um, God knows what we are um, doing, and and as a result, um, we need to be patient with that. And because of our patience in that, uh, God knows what we need. But I wanted, you know, at, at times as a kid, not patient enough. I want that that corn to grow. I want that soybean to come out of the ground. I want to be able to do that. And um, again, you know, God knows what he's doing. We have to be patient with that. So as that seed is sown in our hearts, you know, we have to be patient with God as well as God is patient with us. Ultimately, I truly believe that God wants us to be happy. But sometimes that happiness is going to bring us um, the cross we're going to find ourselves in trial you're going to get that untimely phone call you're not expecting it you're going to get that uh, that message from someone and again you weren't ready to receive it but have faith you know God is with you at all times and and you find yourself as you get through these difficult situations because that seed has been planted in Mm -hmm. faith that you're going to get through that so I just want to encourage our listeners uh, do not be afraid the Lord is always with you he's always accompanying you if you have any questions please call us at 877-795-0122 this is uh, Father Tim Buren and Michael Goldsmith we'd love to have you on the air but if you do not want to be on the air that is completely understandable you may send in your Facebook message. Yes, we uh, got, and, oh, yeah, ahead, looks like we, we have, we one. have Go one. ahead, Michael. You, I was just going to say that you were just talking about this a little bit, but this this question from the listener kind of maybe you can delve into this a little bit more about what you were talking with the soil. When we talk about cultivating the soil in our hearts, how do we do that practically in our lives? Well, one of the things we have to be grounded in prayer. Uh, it, it goes without saying, think of your friendship circles and, and the people that you're closest to. If mm-hmm. you don't cultivate a relationship with them, that's going to become stagnant. Right. If you only turn to them in your time of need, before long, they're going to want to abandon you or reject you. Now, granted, the Lord doesn't do that, but as a result, we need to be open to that. Um, so as, as a result of being open to that, that faith is cultivated uh, in our own hearts when we turn to the Lord in prayer, when we keep him at the center of our mm-hmm. lives. You know, uh, going, to the, uh, going to Mass, uh, you know, the importance of the sacrament of confession. I think many times we're afraid of something that may has occurred in our hearts or a sin that has been committed that, that God will not forgive. And we have to, again, let go of that fear. And once we get into the confessional, to allow the Lord to uh, to touch our hearts, to heal our hearts, again, mm-hmm. from the very depths of our being, you know, from the, the recesses deep within our own heart, how that how that seed has truly been planted. So Yes. I, the, 
that's where this gospel is talking about this morning, where that seed's going to fall is where it's going to gain the great, greatest. But ten, what we were just talking about, t- tying it back to the Old Testament, we heard in the first reading, uh, the Ten Commandments in, in today's readings. So that that's telling us, you know, God has so much love for us. Of course, we know that Jesus Christ came for us. We are in that. But in the Old Testament, the first thing that the law was planted, and and the people had to turn to the law, and the people had to be cultivated in the law, and they had to follow. And that's what God was calling them. Through that is where the soil is going to be prepared for us, is if we follow God and His law. Absolutely. And then, and then in the fruition and the fruit that comes from that, that's you know in our in our love and what we have giving that to other people. Yeah, you know, Michael, going along with that, you know, I, I've heard people say this, um, and, and, and in all reality, they mean this from the depths of their hearts, and, and I need to correct something that is being said a lot, that there's two different gods or two different styles of God or mm-hmm. Heavenly Father. There's the God of the Old Testament, and there's the God of the New Testament. Obviously, it's one God. Uh, I think sometimes why people misunderstand is because uh, in the Old Testament, what's going on here? Um, there was the sin of Adam and Eve, right. and God had to had to have a punishment for that. Think of you uh, parents that are listening. When we're raising our children, we have to be parents today. We have to be able to give them a punishment. Uh, we, we have to help them become the best that they can be. And so all along, uh, God in the Old Testament is really loving us. He's loving us to be better. That's why he's giving us these rules. That's why he's giving us these challenges. And, and that's why the prophets are not, are not giving up. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're saying there is going to be a Messiah, that there is one that's going to be coming. There's one that's going to be taking us from the darkness of sin. So, uh, so not to lose that look, heart. Look so. forward to it. But you still have to, we still, even today, Father, we still have to uh, follow the law and follow Christ and and we need to look forward to that beautiful thing that's coming when we die we want to be forever in eternal love with God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit right we certainly do absolutely we want to be uh, able to share in the wonderful beatific vision so again let's look at uh, calling us why don't you give us a call so thank you for those that did message us on Facebook we understand but if you would like to be live and on the air with us call us at 877-795-0122 we have another question coming in here, Father Frey. Can you speak to the power of media and how it can be both used for good and evil? I think we talked about that with Mark and Alicia, too. I mean, you really have to be really uh, uh, vigilant over what you're seeing on because the, there's so much information out there. Can you well, you know, when, uh, thank you for whoever sent us that question, because this is just one avenue of media, and I think this is a, a very important aspect of media. I really, you know... Uh, our particular local uh, station is AM 970. Of course, we're all over uh, in this area um, for wherever you are listening from. But uh, you know how, how easy it is just to simply turn on the radio or to listen online and to find ourselves being inspired, not even just by the local uh, shows, but also uh, uh, the national ones, because we, we constantly want to be able to be open to grow in faith. But that's, that's an easy way to explain it. Mm-hmm. I think the challenges of media that are out there are that uh, simply uh, look that, uh, you know, are the younger 
generations, their their noses are buried in their devices, mm-hmm. and they're not having those real relationships. They're not having those those conversations. They're not out playing the games, you know, as a family, but rather being buried in technology. And so, media can be a negative uh, way in that. And then also, you know, looking at our news uh, uh, segments and uh, other uh, commentaries that are out there, you know, um, regardless of where we're coming from, we have to be very careful in our discernment of how media is affecting us or allowing us uh, to grow. Are we growing closer to Christ with this particular media that we are engaged in? So our, as we watch the news at night, is this helping us to grow in holiness or are we becoming angry? Or is this delighting? Uh, you know, So just something you know to be able to ask you know, these questions to ourselves. Is, is this helping me grow in my relationship with Jesus or am I just becoming angry and bitter? You know, what is it? How is this affecting me in a negative way? So should we, Father, you know, really, ultimately, it's up to us as far as a choice, right? I mean, we always have that choice. That's what free will is all about, right? So, but when when we're seeing this, we're seeing, or maybe somebody else is telling us in our family and trying to be loving about it that, you know, you're not being the person that you are called to be, you know, maybe that media is affecting you in that way. And so maybe that's some somewhere where you need to, like, take, into your consideration, maybe go into prayer. Maybe as we have beautiful here at St. Charles Borromeo, we have the Eucharist out for adoration. Maybe that's a time for you to go and be quiet with God and say, you know what, I need to turn this negativity off. Absolutely. It it's not to say that, that that the media, I mean, what's going on in the world isn't important, but maybe we need to turn it off for ourselves. You know, and absolutely. And I think uh, the listener that did send us this question on Facebook, because I'm not an authority in this, in that regard with the with the media. I, you know, I, of course, have, have my um, opportunity to share. And of course, uh, as I live the teachings of the church and, and we see the importance of the new evangelization and being able to reach out through media mm-hmm. sources. So, but yes, being grateful. Grounded, Michael, as you have shared, in prayer, in our relationship with Jesus, in the sacramental life of the church, that's going to allow us then, therefore, to be able to live actively out in these challenging areas. But let's be blunt, we have to give parameters to ourselves as well. You know, um, in our, you know, daily journey, are we, you know, mind, body, and spirit? Are we are we uh, opening ourselves up to what God is asking of us? So there's, there's a, when we when we talk about Lent, Father, mm-hmm. what's the three things that we that we pray? Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So, but you know, fa- fasting is, I think, one of the very uh, things that our church is lacking, and I hear a great deal about it. And fasting isn't necessarily about food. Fasting is about things that are turning you away from God. And this would be the perfect example if it's, if media is dragging you down. It's time to fast from that. Listeners, maybe uh, social media, maybe your smartphone or, or device that you find yourself on having to put out that perfect selfie. Uh, I think there are statistics out there that I believe I read recently that someone takes seven pictures of themselves before they post the perfect one. Yeah. What is that doing to us? Right. What is that saying? So yeah, Michael, act. Absolutely. Take that break. You know, fast from that and watch your holiness grow. You know, watch watch your relationship with the Lord continue to deepen. So again, uh, we're almost to the end here. Listeners, 877-795-0122. We're grateful. Michael Goldsmith and this is Father Tim Beeren here on location at St. Charles Borromeo Catholic Church uh, near the Whitewater River Valley here in southeast Minnesota. It's so great to be here with you. Again, just with the fasting thing, Father, I think when, when we go into fasting, and I think, the, the you know, Christ talks about this when he's saying, you know, fast, come in and don't, don't look like you're down and you're dragged out and you're, you know, clean yourself up. 
bring yourself in in prayer. Do it in the silence between you and God. Nobody else needs, you know, not that we shouldn't reach out to other people. I'm not saying that. But when we are fasting and we are drawing ourselves into that, we need to be, look like we are presenting ourselves. It's, it's, that is such a, such a truth in all of that for all of us. And circumstances happen at work, at home. Things come up, uh, challenges happen, where, of course, that's going to be a challenge. But I think from the, from the long-term standpoint, that's so important for all of us. You know? uh, and so as we, as we share this important uh, gift, it's, it's such a gift because of how the Lord is always infusing uh, the Holy Spirit within all of us. You know, Just uh, this past week alone, I had two um, early morning uh, death notifications mm. you know, in the family called and of course I went to be with them upon receiving these phone calls uh, one I got back around uh, 4 15 maybe in the morning and uh, had a very long day the next day um, so you know I really was praying for the grace to be open to not uh, allow that uh, uh, that lack of sleep to inhibit uh, the ministry of course then right. I found myself being able to uh, catch up a little bit later during the day but right. for all of us you know we're in this together right brothers and sisters you yes. know um, yeah, so what a gift. Thanks, Michael. Yes, thank you, Father, for all that you do and all the priests out there and being open to us who are for the sacramental side of the church, and we need to pray for our priests. So I pray for you, Father. Uh, thank you to all those who have called in and wrote your questions. Well, just a reminder that this is from 9.30 Central Time every Monday through Friday uh, that we have our priests on and we uh, are asking questions about the faith. So please, whenever you have a chance, either call in or uh, give us a Facebook question on there. We'll, we'll try to get to your questions as best we can.